So the biggest thing that I always say is that the boarding school era was America's best kept secret. The people that I interviewed, they said, please tell the world what happened to us. First People's Fund presents the Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. My English name is uh, Denise Lajmadir, Wabashka Benes, Awanaquat Ikwe, because my tribal name is a white thundercloud woman, my home is the Turtle Mountain Reservation in north central North Dakota, and Ashijak Nidodame. I am from the Crane Clan. The medium that I applied for for First People's Fund was as a writer. I'm an academic writer. I have an academic book out called Stringing Rosaries about boarding schools. And I have a children's book out, Josie Dances, published by Minnesota Historical Society Press. And I'm mostly known as a poet. So I have two full-length books of poetry and two what are called chapbooks. As part of the First People's Fund grant, I also put that I would be doing more boarding school research at Chamawa and at Fort Taunton, Chamawa, Oregon and Fort Taunton here in North Dakota. Most of my writing is done with being a tribal person, being a native person, being Ojibwe, Métis, and living here on the reservation and living here in North Dakota. So most of my poems just explores who I am as a native person. It also has been extremely healing for me. Poetry has probably saved my sanity. It's helped me deal with with grief, with post-traumatic stress syndrome, and with racism and discrimination I've experienced as a Native person. It's been very therapeutic for me. My experience with First People's Fund was first as a birch bark lighting artist, and I received funds to help me, you know, set up a website to gather materials that I can use when I go out and show my work at camera because I got turned down from a grant once because my pictures were were poor. So things like that that helped me advance my work as a birch bark biting artist. And birch bark biting is a, a pre-contact art that was done before Columbus was here. And I learned from my wonderful mentor, Kelly Church. And it took me about four years before I felt that I was good enough to, to start selling my work. So First People's Fund helped me set up my little business and let's see, a website and, and so on. They absolutely changed my life as, as an artist. So I owe a lot to First People's Fund as an artist. And now, of course, as a writer. I was using First People's Fund money that I was able to spend two weeks up in Alaska at Homer at Story Knife and then came back from there immediately and went to two-week writing workshop on a college campus in Minnesota. So they've helped me advance my work as an artist and now as a writer. 
And also part of the grant is to do research on boarding schools. I put in there that, and I, I'll be heading to Portland, Oregon to head down to Chimawa, where my father was sent there as the student in 1925. So I'm going to be meeting with an archivist there that is writing a book about Chimawa from 1900, 1800 to 1900. Uh, I'm currently writing a middle grade novel. I should finish it this week and send it off. I have an editor that has requested it. So I'm just thrilled about that. And I was able to do a lot of the writing in Homer, Alaska through the grant that provided me uh, funds to be able to go up there. I was awarded the Jennifer Easton Award a few years back also, and and they took me to Hawaii. That was absolutely, again, a life-changing, unforgettable moment in my life. So I'm finding with First Peoples Fund is that once you've been awarded grants and you, you are part of a family. So I encourage as many people as I can to, to apply for the grant and to become part of their family. I've been doing this work with boarding schools since 2011 when we worked with the National Boarding School Healing Coalition along with Native American Rights Fund. I had been interviewing my parents. Both my parents were sent to boarding school along with my mom's grandfathers and my dad's mother, but she died during the 1918 flu epidemic. And in my research, I just found out that she also was sent to Fort Taunton boarding school. So the biggest thing that I always say is that the boarding school era was America's best kept secret. The people that I interviewed, they said, please tell the world what happened to us. So that's why I continue doing boarding school research. In Chihuahua, Forest Grove, the archivist has found seven unmarked graves of kids that died at Forest Grove when it was first formed in 1880. So I like to visit the graves and offer prayers, offer tobacco, and pray for these kids that never had a chance to go back home. I want to go to Kansas City and also just to Fort Taunton here and maybe to the State Historical Society to do more research on Fort Taunton. I like to write just, you know, a slim volume, just a slim book on some of the history of Fort Taunton. And my father was there, but he ran away. His father, my grandfather was there. I have a picture of him there in 1898 with his army uniform along with his sister next to him. So I have some family history there. And of course, a lot of our tribal members were sent to Fort Totten because it was so close. But again, they weren't, weren't allowed to come home for nine months, no matter how. There's, there's people I interviewed in the book that they could see their home. They could see their grandmother's home as little boys, but they weren't allowed to leave for nine months. So we're looking at healing. You know, it's a National Boarding School Healing Coalition. We're looking at what, what does healing look like? to boarding school survivors, but we need to ask them, what does healing look like for you as a boarding school survivor? And that's what I hope to do in, in my book or any continued writing and research that I do about boarding schools. The National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition, they have a website that has all kinds of information that anyone can look to for information on boarding schools. I'm retired. Been, this is my fifth year retired, so, so I'm good to go. My legacy, of course, is 44 years involved in education as a teacher, a principal, and as a educational leadership professor. So I, I just encourage young people to get an education. It opens so many doors and so many opportunities for you. My birch bark biting, as long as I have teeth, which I still do, 
I will continue doing uh, my biting. I put it away for a year while I was writing this uh, middle grade novel, but I started back in uh, yesterday. So I'm excited to uh, start doing some more shows. And then, of course, my legacy as a writer. I hope to write more children's books. I have some ideas uh, running around my head. I'm working on my fifth book of poetry right now. So hopefully, as long as they'll stay in print or they're out there, that will be part of my legacy also. Collective Spirit Podcast is produced by First Peoples Fund, whose mission is to honor and support Indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.